Welcome to my mom's podcast. Hi, I'm Marisa Calderon, and you're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast. I'm capturing the early childhood journeys of educators, including discussions and strategies on best practices for children, birth through third grade, and sharing them here for you. So for this podcast episode, I thought I'd do something a little bit different. I'm doing what I'm calling hashtag tacos for teachers episode. I wanted to feature a local taco shop because I'm all about the tacos when I'm not doing early education work. So I asked my colleague and friend Regina Sung Ulrich to meet me at a local taco shop to get um, her story down on my podcast and also to just converse over some tacos. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I certainly did. Our mouths were burning throughout the conversation, though, because we definitely the uh, green salsa was definitely more than I could handle. But um, I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everybody, again. It's Marisa with Early Childhood Journeys, and we are coming to you from Tacos Chihuahuas. Actually, yes. Tacos Chihuahuas, C-H-I-W-A-S from Phoenix off of McDowell and the 51. I thought I'd do something a little bit different this time. I'm doing a little hashtag tacos for teachers. You know, I'm not getting paid from this place, don't worry. However, I am absolutely more than uh, open and willing to have sponsorships, especially from establishments that sell tacos. I'm totally open for that. Um, It all goes towards a good cause and, and supporting and advocating for our early childhood educators. So. With that, I am here today with Regina Ulrich Sung, and uh, is it the other way around? Tell, actually, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself, Regina? <laughs> Go ahead. Tell Hi, us, um, I am Regina Sung Aldridge. Ah. Yes, that's how it's supposed to go. And tell <laughs> us a little bit about what you do right now, Regina, um, and what you're up to. So right now, I am working with a Leslie group, and we are working with kindergarten teachers, trying to basically train them and create classrooms that have best practices for kindergarten, because it's It's needed. It's much needed. One of the things, Regina, um, I'm going to have her go deeper into what her role is, but I do want to mention that I am outside. We're outside. We just finished our tacos. It was... (laughs) so good our our mouths are burning because we underestimated the green um, aguacate the guacamole mm-hmm. salsa mm-hmm. so just the heads up about as well that. as the jalapeno pepper yeah but so you might so hear good. some of the noise from the cars around us because um, we're outside but it's thankfully in the shade and it's a nice afternoon mm-hmm. yeah. so with the kindergarten stuff that you do what what is um What's something that so far you've learned with your role in working with kindergarten teachers like that you were surprised about when you first started with um, a Lessie group and doing the kindergarten experience work? I think that, honestly, the, the amount of openness that we have from a lot of the kindergarten teachers that we've reached, um, I guess I thought it was going to be even much more of an uphill battle than it actually is. And I feel that a lot of teachers who we go and we talk to about this, they are open and they 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 realize the importance and the significance of it and they fall in love with it. They fall in love with this idea that, yeah, this is best practice and that I don't have to be 
in the classroom forcing my kids to do work boring worksheets that I don't even enjoy. Yeah. You know, just give them busy work to move them along the academic continuum yeah. Yeah. Um, and that it's about much more than that. And they understand it. They get it. And they, they want more of it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like we have a quite a big group of groupies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's been so awesome. I really, I know I've enjoyed this journey myself working with them this group. I didn't realize that there isn't specific kindergarten yes. trainings mm -hmm. in our state. Like, like um, I'm talking trainings, PD, a workshop that is just for kindergarten teachers. Mm -hmm. Now, if our listeners find a workshop that, you know, says otherwise, let me know, message me. I'd love to hear about it. But the majority of the time, it's their kindergarten teachers are lumped with K-1 or K-2 or K-3 yes. type of trainings and workshops. Yes. And it's so different. Yeah. And a lot of our teachers, they come to us and they say, you know, they really, they put us in this group, but this doesn't really apply to us. And yeah. so then I think once we came around and started doing specific kindergarten trainings, they were so excited and wanting to sign up as much as possible because this is something that actually applies to them in their classroom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What would you say um, has been your most challenging piece of your role with, with the kindergarten experience with the Lessing group? As far as that, I, I was with the teachers. Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught myself like, oh man, I could that could go in a rabbit hole. <laughs> no, no, no. So let's, let's, what about with the teachers, with the process of uh, working with them? You know, it's funny because I just said that we've had so much openness from and a lot of teachers who really believe in the work that we're doing. Uh, you know, I think on the other end, I do. I definitely have encountered teachers who don't agree with the methods and you know I think at the beginning of this project we worked specifically one-on-one -on -one with specific teachers and it was difficult yeah. to go into a classroom and um, try you know to be completely honest try to find something that was going well that yes. and then how to build on top of that when they they really didn't want my help I had a teacher who just wanted me to uh, give her ideas on how to decorate her classroom. Mm, yeah. And, you know, that's not what I'm there for. It, you know, that wasn't the purpose of this one-on-one -on -one coaching process. And so... Definitely it, trying to bring it to the next level. Right? Yes, yes. The scaffold yes. on um, what, what's already happening. I, I get that, too. Sometimes when you're in programs and maybe things are really going well and you're like, okay, well, wait a second. I'm not needed? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. That's not even needed at all. It's, all right, well, let's take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about maybe some project-based learning stuff. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. So and, Well, and their view of what is well, what is best for children doesn't align with what we believe, right? Yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, according to you, yes, your children have been silent for <laughs> 20 minutes. Or, or complacent, as yes. you like to call it. <laughs> like okay well I don't I don't believe that that's best for children and so having to figure out a way to have those conversations has been is difficult it's and very difficult I would I want to say that um Regina's role is really she's taking that piece of the coaching uh, with the teachers to the next level and I mean you record them you're doing mm -hmm. pictures mm -hmm. it's not just plain observation I know we, we've talked about what how we go in and do our observations but mm -hmm. 
you're in there interacting and role modeling with the kids, you're you're showing it. Well, and I enjoy that piece. You yeah. know, I I love this job. I love the work that we're doing. But I also love being in the classroom with children. I mean, that's where I started. And, and I was just so, going to say, tell yeah. us, because I, I want to make sure people know that it's not just somebody that has, um, that's coming into your classroom, you know, with multiple degrees, but yet no direct care experience. Mm-hmm. You're, you have that. Yes. Um, tell me, do you remember your first like teaching job goodness I mean I guess I consider my first teaching job really being in high school and working with the kids so in the school that I was in we had a preschool attached to our high school and so some of the classes that you can take you actually go get to go in and work directly with the children yeah and I mean even before that I had done things here and there over the summer with the kids at the church and stuff Um, but my first I think real exposure or experience with it was being in that in high school and um, having the opportunity to work with those kiddos. And did you always know you wanted to pursue this profession? I think I knew I wanted to do something with children. And I had family, well, my mom specifically, yeah. um, pushing me to do to be a pediatrician because uh, it's children and doctor and one of the five what we call the five um, jobs that you have that make the most money (laughs) so so that was where she was pushing me and I realized that's not what I wanted to do and so I started off working with kids at the high school and then I actually got a job at an after-school program and just loved it but the funny thing is is that I didn't really want to stay in early childhood I kept thinking oh it's Let's move up in grades. Let's yeah. go, you know, third grade on up, you know, third through fifth grade. Sure, that sounds like a good idea because I've been in early, I've been in early childhood for so long that I want to work with older children. And then when I got my first kindergarten teaching job out of college, you know, we were in a district that had layoffs. And so all the new teachers got laid off. There were about, I think there were four of us that had got hired, had been hired on from like August into September because they had an influx of children and so we all got laid off at the end of the year because they gave the teachers a choice do you want less money and have everybody keep their jobs or more money and we lay off all the new hires so of course you know I don't blame them right exactly I mean I would have chosen what they would have chosen yeah to make a living yeah so what happened was after that I got into um, basically someone had posted that they someone was hiring at this preschool and I basically realized that I was going to stay in early childhood and that I really liked it. You just I, fell in love with it? I fell, back, I fell in love with it all over again. Yeah, because I... That, yeah. That's really interesting. So how long do you think you've been, you've been in this field? Since you were in high school? Yeah. And how old am I? You're young. <laughs> <laughs> it's been over 10 years. <laughs> And, yeah. and you have so much extensive experience as well. I do want to mention that when I first started with um, Alessi Group, Regina was technically my trainer. <laughs> Without knowing Without it. Without knowing it. <laughs> so sorry, not sorry, teachers that I've worked with. <laughs> I blame all my... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's Regina's fault. <laughs> um, but that was certainly a fun experience as well. I want to mention, too, that how you started with... Um, 
Dr. Garcia with Isela oh, yes. and her um, company, you were teaching at a preschool program and her mm -hmm. daughter, right? Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. So what happened was I was at this preschool program and I she knew my boss. Dr. Garcia knew your boss. Yes. And I think they basically had decided on this exchange of... You like know services, services or, yeah. and yeah. that we would we would have her kid, and all of a sudden we're in our meeting, our lead teacher meeting, and they're like, "Yeah, so she's gonna come on. She's gonna do some trainings and mentoring for us, and her daughter's gonna come into your classroom, Regina." And I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, because she, you know, she liked what you did. She likes the way you relate to children." Okay, uh. why? Because <laughs> I've met her. She's intimidating. She knows a lot. Yeah. And I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, when I guess when you initially, I get it. I get it. I have oh. known Isela since forever, mm -hmm. so I don't I don't have that same I guess rapport with her. Right. Right. Um, but yes, I, that's why when I heard it, I'm like, oh man, how is that? Because I could definitely yes. see as an outsider how that could how that could yeah. be intimidating. Yeah from this person that has such extensive knowledge oh, of yes. kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it definitely was. I mean, we joke around, but at the same time, it's kind of true that she needed to bring in an oxygen tank every time she walked into my room. Because <laughs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, I was just, you're here. Like, you're watching. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing this right. And But I mean, at the same time, it was the most growth I've ever made as a teacher, as an educator, because she knew so much. And she... I mean, she guided me and taught me so much. And she really pushed you to. Yes, yeah. yes, and I believed in it. You yeah. know, I and that was one of the things that she we talk about as well. You know that she came into my classroom and I was doing these things, but I just didn't know any better. And I think that's a lot of the teachers we encounter now. They don't know any different. Yeah. And you know, in our trainings, we always quote that Maya Angelou. Yeah. Angelou. Quote. Yeah. yeah. Quote. Um, when you know better, you do better. Yep. And so that's basically where I was at. And I think that's how we see a lot of our, I mean, see the teachers that we encounter is they don't know any different. This is what they've been taught and this is what they know. And so until they learn differently and they really believe that that is what's best, they're not going to make that change. And it's, and it's not going to be fun anymore. I always mm -hmm. think about that. If you're, if you're feeling kind of complacent, if you're feeling kind of burnt out, that's the that is the time to start learning more. Mm -hmm. That discomfort. Mm -hmm. That's the sign. Okay, mm -hmm. I need to expand more. Mm -hmm. I need to start um, digging deeper in what I'm providing mm -hmm. for these kids. Mm -hmm. um, and that brings me to advice for some new early childhood teachers. <laughs> like, if you know, you got that teacher that's listening to us right now, and she's kind of she's new to the field, and she's kind of going through her own growing pains, perhaps, or him going mm -hmm. through his own growing pains, perhaps. What would be something that you would like to tell that teacher? I think to be open to um, trainings that they go into and to also find what is their philosophy and what do they really believe is best for children. Because, again, we encounter people who don't believe the same. But I also think that they should do the research, yeah. you know, to really understand, okay, why... Why is why is this way best? What what makes it? Why what are what am, what is my goal? What am I trying to do with children? Um, and I think to also persevere if you are having those growing pains and those tough times, that that time is gonna come and go. And 
as you continue to push forward, you'll continue to overcome those obstacles. Yeah. But I think if you get stuck in that space, you're going to be stuck in that space forever. Oh, and, yeah. you know, and I, I, I've experienced that. I understand what it's like to fall and to, to, to basically fall into a place of just like, crap, what do I do now? Yeah. And to have to pick myself back up again and figure out, okay, Going, I'm going to move forward because I don't want to be in this place. No, I want to do what's best for these kids. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's best for yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes your job mm-hmm. um, more more engaging, more fun. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Which, which then reminds me, how would you... Well, how do you do your work-life balance? I spend time with family. I do. I spend a lot of time with them. But I also... Um, I do a lot of music. I do a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, I'm part of, I actually am in charge of the band at my church. And so I, I play guitar, I sing, I, yeah, that is. Regina's passion really is music. She <laughs> can sing and she's an artist. It's just, it's fun. I enjoy it. And every, even times when I feel like I don't want to do it and I do it, I, I just, it, it picks me back, right, picks me right back up again. And Another thing that I love to do when it's not too hot in Arizona, <laughs> or, you know, when it's too hot, then I go to the pool. But when it's not too hot, I, I like to go outdoors. Yeah. I like to go hiking. I like to just spend time outside. And now that, you know, my kid and I have a zoo membership, and so we get to go and take our walks to the zoo. Oh, yes. I have to mention, so, Regina, you have how many how many months is she? With she is almost 11. Actually, no, she's she 11 months today. Oh, my gosh. So, so Regina's a new mom. Yeah, okay. she's 11 months today. She's going to be a year <laughs> in November, huh? Yeah. 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 So her and her husband have a beautiful uh, baby girl, Violet. And um, so that's another reason why I think this position was helpful for you, right? So mm-hmm. that you can do your maternity yes. leave and yes. still do I, side I, work. I honestly can't imagine not having that flexibility. Yeah. To, yeah, but... Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. As for me as well, with my yeah. two my two girls. So, yeah. So when Regina isn't doing the coaching, when she's not doing our videoing or making stuff, making stuff. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the making stuff real quick too. She's with the, her daughter and her husband hiking. Yeah. Disneyland trips. Joe doesn't do the Disneyland trips. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely much more outdoorsy than me. That's for sure. I, I'm more of like a, I sit in the outdoors <laughs> and maybe with the cocktail, but okay, that's just me. Listening to the latest podcast, probably. Um, I wanted to talk about, before we end, about your talent with your DIY projects. If you haven't, if our listeners, if you guys have not uh, visited the model kindergarten classroom that Alessi Group has with the kindergarten experience, it's at Brooks Academy's uh, school off 32nd Street in Broadway. And Regina did a lot of, um, she created a lot of the like the chairs, the benches there. She's super crafty. I am not. <laughs> I always tease her. I'm like, I'm more of like, what did I say? You're a Pinterest and I'm like an Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll order it. <laughs> I just, I just don't, that's just not my, my strength. <laughs> um, but I know you have some DIY stuff uh, coming up. You have some projects coming mm-hmm. up through the kindergarten experience. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've been thinking about? What workshops you think you're going to be offering? So I know we're going to be kind of doing a 
gamut of just things that you can make in your class for your classroom. For your classroom, yeah. And I think what we're going to do is going to have some options, and as teachers come, they can decide which ones they really are drawn to. Okay. So I mean, we have a homemade calendar, and when we do the workshop, we can get into yes, the yeah. benefits of that. Um, we were thinking about doing a light table for your classroom, which I don't know if you guys know, but if you buy them off of some kit child yeah. educator catalog, it's like $300. It's ridiculously expensive. Yes, and you can actually make one out of a tub yes. and other items for less than $10, yeah. less than $5. And so we're going to be doing stuff like that. We've toyed around with the idea of even making your own... Um, Sociodramatic play furniture pieces, uh, where and again, you know, like for teachers who can have those pieces in the classroom but don't have access to buying the furniture, then okay, well, let's figure out how to make it. And I and I do a lot of that stuff. I love to look at things and think about how can I create that without spending a bunch of money that I don't have. Yes, the <laughs> which your eye. Yes, which yeah. is what teachers do, and so. Um, we're going to be doing things like that. I'm trying to think of what else we talked about. I know we had lots of ideas. So with mm -hmm. that, I'm going to go ahead and close it. I'll put the information about the workshops in our show notes. It's it's going to be under the Alessi Group website that we'll be posting that information out for um, our early childhood educators. But I highly recommend it because sometimes you have these ideas of what you want to create in your classroom, but you need that guide, that person to kind of show you how to put it together. I know I'm going to be attending as well. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn as well. But um, Regina, thank you so much for joining me um, and sharing your story. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Thank you.